morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for joining me. It's Marty Bennett here in Tashkent, Uzbekistan for the Education USA, South and Central Asia Regional Forum. Uh, this is the uh, second one of the year. Uh, first one was back in May in South Africa for Sub-Saharan African Nations and advising centers. Uh, today we're covering advising centers uh, from Central Asian republics as well as South Asia. So everywhere from Bangladesh uh, to uh, Sri Lanka, Maldives, India, Pakistan, Nepal, Bhutan, which I don't think we have a center in Bhutan, but uh, they're all here along with the um, Central Asian republics. So all the stands are here uh, in Tashkent. So my first trip to uh, to any of the stands. I'm very, uh, very pleased so far. Got in on Monday uh, after uh, a quick turnaround after the uh, Education USA Indonesia Graduate Fairs uh, that ended last Wednesday. Flew back uh, Thursday. Uh, now I uh, had two days to home with the family, left again on Sunday to come here. Uh, family is important to me, and if, in case you haven't already guessed that from, uh, from uh, for those of you who've known me for more than a minute, uh, that's a real important part of my life and wanted to be home for my wife and son and uh, had, had a special time with them. So uh, good to be back out on the road with uh, my favorite uh, professional peeps in the international community, uh, education, we'll say advisors. Uh, it's an interesting dynamic at this conference. Uh, there are nearly 90 U.S. representatives of uh, institutions, associations, uh, testing companies uh, represented here uh, with the um, Education USA uh, higher ed community, and then about 45 advisors uh, from the different centers throughout Central Asia and South Asia. So it's an interesting mix of people. Uh, good to see some folks I haven't seen in a few years. Uh, I want to speak first off about kind of the power of uh, international education and social media, in, in fact. Uh, and those of you who know, that's the, the name of my company it's, uh, that I started when I left Education USA, is Social Media and International Ed Consulting. I have to tell a story first up. Uh, before, when I, I obviously knew I was coming here for a few months, but uh, last, about a month ago, I reached out, uh, saw that a former student of mine from Ball State, uh, one of my previous institutions, had come to uh, come to a Ball State uh, on the UGrad program, and he had uh, had a had an excellent time with us for the year that he was there. Uh, went on to do um, uh, finish his undergrad through University uh, of Westminster of Warwick and then Westminster for an MBA uh, in the UK. So has had a lot of diverse experiences and uh, it's now back in Tashkent, lived in the UK for a number of years, uh, back in Tashkent running uh, kind of um, arts uh, startup programs uh, uh, for, for museums and those kind of things that exist in the wider world. And he uh, was able to, um, uh, he found, I, I Touch base with him and knew that he was going to be here in Tashkent. And I said, Hey, Jalal, I'm uh, going to be in town uh, for a conference and I would love to get to get to connect with you. I haven't seen him since he left Ball State in 20, 2006 or seven. Uh, that uh, told him the dates I was arriving and said, Oh, we'll, I'll, I'll pick, uh, uh, we'll get together, we'll, I'll have dinner, we'll do this, that. And as it turns out, uh, one of our other former students uh, from Kyrgyzstan, uh, just a neighboring country to Uzbekistan, uh, was also going to be uh, in Tashkent the same day. So last night, uh, 17 years, 16 years since I saw both of them, uh, we're out having dinner and uh, catching up on old times about uh, life in uh, rural Indiana. And 
experiences that they had on campus, uh, some early morning classes for a particular professor uh, that had, had to uh, ride his bicycle a couple miles uh, from his apartment to where the class was at four in the morning <laughs> to make it there in time for class. So some uh, really uh, unique stories that they had to share. But I think this all comes, uh, is reinforcing why I got into the field in the first place. Uh, the connections that you make with these students are lifelong connections. I've spoken before about former Marquette students where I started my professional career 30 years ago and how I've been able to keep in touch with them. Interestingly, via social media, uh, via Facebook primarily, uh, is, uh, is a tool that we use all the time uh, to keep in touch with friends, uh, with family, uh, with colleagues on the road, wherever it might be. Uh, Instagram has probably taken over a little bit, but uh, certainly uh, in terms of catching up on people's lives, this is where we go. So uh, we both reached out to uh, this other student, uh, who, uh, Adil, who had come for an MBA in entrepreneurship at the time. And he, uh, he was sharing his, his journey. It was very different, but he's been, uh, uh, since he returned, uh, he, got, he got the British citizenship. He lived there for 10 years, and now he's back in Kyrgyzstan. Um, and is uh, just a phenomenal startup maker. Uh, advises companies uh, that are starting up in the tech sector, but also large multinationals on uh, trying to break into markets like Kyrgyzstan. So, all able. He's all able. To, both of these guys have been able to leverage their U.S. experiences. Their what they both call their kind of nomadic lifestyles, uh, living in the U.K., uh, living in a number of different countries. Jalal, uh, our U grad student, uh, he ended up uh, has lived. Uh, and I said, what constitutes? He's lived in fourteen lived in fourteen different countries, and the kid the kid is only like well, let's see, thirty eight, not even forty. Uh, I said, what constitutes living in a country? Uh, I've been to seventy five countries recruiting students over the years. Uh, now seventy yeah, seventy five. This is seventy five here in Uzbekistan. So I asked him what constitutes living. It's at least four months, and so he's. He's, uh, he's lived in 14 different countries for at least four months. So fascinating, fascinating character. And uh, his wife is um, a flight attendant for Uzbek Air, and I ended up flying on the same flight. She was uh, she had just come off maternity leave. They had a son last year, and he's about a year old now. Uh, she's back at work traveling the world herself uh, as, a, as a flight attendant. Uh, she was on the same flight uh, that I was on from Frankfurt here. Uh, so she uh, she stopped by my seat uh, during the flight just to make sure I was okay and introduce herself. So it's it's amazing uh, the connections that uh, you, can, you can make in international education. And those personal ones came about um, because of uh, the connections we had when they, they were students at a previous university that I was, where I was working. So those relationships last. And when uh, I met them both uh, here at uh, dinner last night, uh, uh, my uh, the student who's from Uzbekistan, he, he picked me up at the airport and he and his wife uh, drove, drove me back to my hotel, uh, went out to dinner last night with him, just had a phenomenal time. But these relationships all started and have maintained themselves as infrequently as they do on social media uh, via, so, via Facebook. And uh, what we've, what we, what I encounter, and I tell this story to him last, uh, the other night, uh, when, uh, about why uh, why social media is such an important part of uh, my life uh, in, in my profession and personal life is the lessons I learned at Ball State back in 2005, 6, 7 when social media was just becoming a thing in the United States. On college campuses, that's where it started, obviously, Harvard and beyond as it had filtered across the country. 
And I have a conversation with students on campus that we were emailing our current international students at the time. Uh, emailing, uh, we emailed them at, uh, events and that we're hosting and uh, encouraging them to attend legal uh, things that they need to be aware of, health insurance, uh, OPT regulations, all the process that they need to go through for CPT and all of that. And uh, we, I, I share with them, I, uh, you know, when we, when we were sending these emails out, no one was responding. I cornered a few students. I said, hey, what's going on? You're not, you're not, you're not getting our emails? Say what? And, oh, we're, we don't really read email anymore. Go, so where do you spend your time? Uh, where do you get your information? And they said Facebook. And I go, okay, well, dang, all right. This is, too, this is again, just as Facebook and social media were really taken off in the US. There was Google already and YouTube, but uh, Facebook was just starting to, to be a thing. And the light bulb went on for me, and that was 2006, when I created my, my first Facebook account, my Twitter account, YouTube account, all of that, uh, just so that I could stay in touch with uh, the students uh, uh, and people in my life that uh, I needed to, to keep track of and be, be aware of what's going on, people who are important to me. And it was, the, it was that conversation with our current students that told me, Hey, I gotta, I gotta live where they live, and at the time that meant being on social media and being on Facebook in particular. So those relationships that started in 2006 started on because of Facebook, and now as a result, I'm able to have these kind of conversations uh, here today with them. Uh, and uh, uh, when his son is 18 years old and off to college, I, I'm sure he'll be, uh, he'll reach out to me and ask, ask my advice on some things. And that's 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 one of the beautiful things about what we do in international world. These relationships that we we form uh, back uh, back 15, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, in some instances, uh, they've been able we've been able to maintain them. We don't see each other really at all. Some could be a decade or more in between visits uh, that we actually see some each other in person. But the value of those relationships starts the in-person relationships is where where you form that bond. But you're allowed to continue that, even though there's thousands of miles in between you and, and the other person. You're able to sustain that uh, off and on through social media. And that's, that's when I started the company when I left Education USA, social media and international life consulting. That was uh, a, a, one of the two cornerstones of uh, the company, is uh, helping uh, develop social media strategies, how to reach students where they are. Not just always Facebook, obviously. It's not the only place uh, to... To connect with students or to connect with uh, with colleagues in the field, that type of thing. Most of those platforms can and do change over time, but the realities are that uh, it's a t an invaluable tool to help you stay in touch with the important people in your life, and uh, that's uh, allowed me to do what I've been able to do over the years in the international ed. So that was that's a little bit of a prelude to this uh, conference itself, uh, the forum. Uh, this uh, is interesting that it's tw tw twice as many higher ed folks as advisors. So we just had the country fair this morning. Uh, tonight we're uh, having a reception for, for the ambassador, a U.S. ambassador to Uzbekistan is sponsoring. It was going to be his residence, but apparently for too many of us to be there. So uh, it's going to be here at the hotel. But uh, we're tomorrow is a kind of fair day. We're doing kind of a, a kind of not speed dating, but something like that for advisors to come meet with us as institutions. And then we have a, a, a university fair where there are going to be uh, two, there's already 2,000 students pre-registered for the event. So it's going to be quite uh, quite the undertaking to see how that goes. Uh, and I'm sure it'll be a lot of uh, grab and goes. But one of the things about Uzbekistan, it's got one of the largest youth populations uh, in the world, uh, and certainly the largest youth population here in Central Asia. And it is uh, a country that is 
eagerly exploring partnerships. Uh, uh, government is actually encouraging universities to explore partnerships with other universities abroad. Uh, there, uh, U.S. is for Uzbekis is the number one destination for for study abroad, but uh, it's changing. It's becoming a competitive field. Uh, there are universities that have opened up campuses in Uzbekistan, most notably from the U.S. side. Webster University has been in Tashkent. In fact, there's a billboard right across from the hotel that is uh, flashing their content uh, regularly. So uh, these kind of branch campuses are being highly encouraged uh, by the Uzbeki government. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, other universities will take the plunge and set up shop here in in uh, in Uzbekistan. And uh, I know at least one uh, Arizona State is planning to make that jump as well to set up a campus here in uh, Uzbekistan. So fascinating market, and not the one that's first on the radar, but certainly a lot of uh, U.S. college representatives here have had over the last few years have seen uh, an expansion in the applications they've received from uh, Uzbekistan. And I know we've at UNLV, we had probably 15 or 20 applicants in the last year. Didn't have any enrolled, and uh, that's been a challenge. I think uh, we're going to have a consular briefing tomorrow morning uh, from a U.S. consul chief here about uh, the visa situation because it's not great. Uh, it's, I think, 50 to 60 percent are approved. So, but um, uh, there's a lot of um, potential challenges. And talking to uh, my Uzbekistan student, uh, from former, former student uh, from Ball State, he said, I asked him this, what his opinion on this was, and he said, yeah, it's, uh, there's a fear that they're not coming back. They're, um, they are um, going to become truck drivers in the U.S. That's the thing now for Uzbekis, apparently, go, go and make a bunch of money and send it back home uh, as a truck driver. So fascinating uh, to hear that as a, as, a, as a major route for these students. So um, this event is also opening up opportunities for partnerships, so not just the student contact that we're going to have tomorrow night with the fair with 2,000 students coming. Uh, obviously the connections with the, uh, the Education USA representatives is invaluable because either not all of these folks are, are traveling to the U.S. for conferences regularly, so some of it is a group from uh, one, of the, one of the Central Asian Republics that is they've got three people and they've all started within the last month or two months. So it's, uh, it's an interesting mix there. So, but you have, do have some of the veterans have been around a while and it's good to reconnect with them and see, see what, what's motivating them in their, their daily pursuits. But um, certainly looking forward to this uh, as an opportunity to also explore relationships with partners uh, here in Uzbekistan. That's half my job is, uh, is university partnerships. So uh, there are uh, one or two promising ones. Uh, the government has already prioritized them. Uh, they have uh, identified water resources as a key element uh, that they are looking for um, to grow their knowledge base in. Uh, we have a PhD and master's programs in water resource management. So this is something that's going to be a uh, connection I'm going to look to, to develop. Uh, there's a lot of emphasis on English language here in Uzbekistan, so that's, that's encouraging too. Um, the kind of move away from Russian as a uh, dominant language, it's still, it's still been there and Uzbek has uh, become the kind of the language of, of government. So uh, we're seeing seeing some shifts there and to, towards English away from Russian. So that's encouraging from a Western perspective uh, as opportunities to, uh, to develop partnerships here in Uzbekistan. So that's all we have for you today on the Midweek Roundup. I appreciate you joining us. Uh, this is happening about 1 p.m. Uh, in uh, Central Asian time and in, in Uzbekistan. Uh, so we'll do uh, get this uploaded uh, and out to everybody live, to everybody on a pre-recorded basis uh, later this afternoon, hopefully by the early afternoon hours East Coast time. 
So thanks, everybody, for being a part of the conversation today. I look forward to hearing from you and seeing you at upcoming events. Uh, be home for the next couple of weeks uh, before off to Vegas for the Kaye 